0: What's going on, everybody? It is time for another Wednesday edition of the NHA show, where Terry and I look through some of the projections we have over on No House Advantage, and we try to build out some pretty good cards that you guys could play over in some of the tournaments over at No House Advantage. Check out the projections we have that are free over on Osmo.com. They'll certainly help you identify and find some of the best props, because there's a lot of them on the board over at NHA. Also, if you're signing up at NHA for the first time, use the promo code OSMO. New year get up to a $25 bonus on your first deposit. Good way to just help build that bank. We'll also give you some you know, free entries into the contest they're running over there. Terry, we've only got two NBA games to talk about today. We've got the Miami Heat at home against the Philadelphia 76ers and the Phoenix Suns at home against the Dallas Mavericks. What have you been up to? It's been a minute since we did a show together.
1: Uh, a lot of baseball in my life. A lot of uh, you know behind-the-scenes stuff with the site. I uh, had a nice little uh, pop in baseball last week that definitely was a uh, – Good rebuilder of the old confidence every now and then it's nice to get one of those, you know, been there before but it's been a while and uh, you get one of those and it makes you you, justifies uh, being on shows and in front of people and talking about these plays a little bit so that felt good. But uh, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, dabbling a little bit and watching some NBA. Haven't been playing a ton of NBA slates like we were talking before the show. Just two game slates for DFS to me. Just it, it, I don't love it. You were telling me about the shit show from last night. I'm glad oh, yeah. I glad it wasn't a part of that. I was watching my triple overtime Rangers loss uh, instead. But yeah, it's been, been good. Action packed. A lot of sports going on. How about you? What's going on?
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because you mentioned baseball. There's so much variance to it where it it is often a thing with baseball where you could be building good lineups and just so much of it comes down to, you know, was something ruled in in error? Was something, did a pitcher get an earned run here or there? Because I know I had one, what was it, a week ago, maybe 10 days ago or something on FanDuel where I was in first in one of the early slates. It was like a four-gamer Where I'm in first and first place was 20k for that slate, and then somebody hits a garbage home run in the in the eighth inning of one of those games, like the last game, and then I'm not even profiting on the slate anymore. So things change fast in baseball. There's a lot of variance to be had, but yeah, Terry did win. It was 30k if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. Yep, nice little first place 30K on uh, Friday night. And yeah, it was one of those, uh, to your point, that last game of that night was the one where the national scratched out like 20 hits and like 14 runs in San Francisco. And that game just would not end in the seventh, eighth, and ninth on both sides of the inning. Both teams got runners on. It was just, it was endless. It was such a long sweat. So I was trying to like keep my phone over there and not check <laughs> it because I was fully expecting to get caught like you're describing.
0: But he didn't. Ended he didn't. up winning. That's why you guys should be checking out at DigitalB21 on Twitter, follow Terry. Also, like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Terry's going to be doing MLB Live Before Lock later, and then we've got the NBA Deeper Dive, and then as per usual, I will be on NBA Live Before Lock with Eric Lindquist talking about basketball and whatever else may come up over the course of that show. Let's start breaking down some of these NHA props, and whenever we've done these together we have found a lot of players that just seem to be egregiously projected. There are some guys who, and a lot of times it comes with some of these injury situations where there are players who will just be way off either because our playing time is projected way differently than HA or somebody gets hurt. And then you get somebody with really low props. And as a result we a rule to take the overs. Well, here's the situation we have today starting with the Philadelphia 76ers. There is no Joel Embiid for the team. So that is something that could potentially create some value at first glance though what are the things that you are looking at when it comes to Philadelphia that are props you want to get behind?
1: So if we're sorting the board, I mean, we could take a look at, uh, you know, going to the over side of things. We've got a bit of Danny green in here. We've got some Tobias Harris, some Tyrese maxi. A lot of the overs are in the eighties, the 75% range. If we take a look at the unders, the, I always think less fun things to bet on. We've got some better probabilities, uh, and I'm looking specifically at uh, Shake Milton. His PRA is sitting at a 99.9 percenter. Uh, we've got Shake projected out at 9.9 minutes tonight. He's averaged 11 over the last three, and he's sitting in an 11.5 PRA. We've got him projected for a 5.67. It's one of those situations where the PRA is based on essentially what he did during the regular season it's a little lower he played 21.4 minutes on the average during the regular season gave us a 13.3 pra so 11 and a half is expecting some minutes to come down but that's where it should be if he was getting what 16 18 minutes not nine and a, nine and a half minutes so based on where we've got him projected that one looks pretty strong right off the top 99.9 percent you can't get much better than that any of his other individual ones are all right there as well. You're talking about the points plus assists, any of the individual stats or the points plus rebounds. All of those are 80 plus percent. So I think just based on the the, expecta- the expectation of limited minutes here, I don't think we're really uh, going out of our way uh, or, or you know uh, really taking on too much risk by, uh, by taking any one of those. But the PRA looks very, very strong off the top.
0: And so the other thing to consider too is if you look at the minutes for Shake Milton in game one of the series – he played 15 minutes and that might be some of he was like, Hey, you guys are talking about him playing. Was it 11 minutes we haven't projected for, but a, a handful of those minutes came in garbage time yep. last game. could the 76ers get blown out again? Sure. They're eight point underdogs playing against Miami. There's no Joel Embiid, but more often than not, I think we're going to expect a competitive game. And if you look at some of the minutes that Milton played in competitive games against Toronto, you know, you were looking at eight to 10 minutes from, them. and that's just not enough playing time. to think the overs are going to hit. So I'm firmly on the same page with you. I really like taking some of the unders on Shake Milton. And he's he's going to get on the court. He's going to play. It's just really unlikely he racks up a lot of stats in the limited minutes. He's also not somebody who's a particularly great fantasy producer. Now, here's the other thing. And something that's different about NHA compared to other sites, when we're looking at DraftKings or FanDuel, Joel Embiid's out in general being like, hey, you know, 36% usage rate for James Harden, want to load up on Harden. But that's not really the case on NHA because there are so many of these uh, kind of lesser players that end up with crazy prop odds. Like you mentioned before, Shake Milton, we have the under on his points plus rebounds plus hitting 99.97% of the time. So could there be reason to think that some of the Harden props are, you know, not terrible looking? Yeah, the over on or the under on his assist prop, 10 is a 10.5. We have hitting 80% of the time. Based on our numbers, 80% is kind of shitty relative to the other options though.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the trick with NHA. You do get a lot of these extreme high projections because of how they put these cards together where they're basing a lot on the seasonal averages or just a bigger sample size rather than – like a sharp book, where they're putting it on, you know, this is the specific situation down to the second. You know, you saw just the other day, uh, you and Greg were, or you and uh, Eric rather, were racing. I forget what the change was, but you guys were racing to get a bet, and you just made it before the bet before the bet came down when uh, when something changed on one of these shows. So you see that in real time on these on uh, sharp sites all the time. When a site is setting these lines off of uh, you know non realistic expectations of minutes, like what we're seeing with Shake Milton, it just makes sense to take some of those high probability. probability Ability low-end player type uh, type of picks and you know you kind of forego the stars and in 10 and a half on the line for Harden yeah it's rating out at a 79.6 we've got him projected at 8.9 assists but I don't love chasing ones like that where you're talking about superstar caliber player in the regular season, 37.2 minutes a game, he was averaging 10.3 assists. So that's right on his season-long average. We're projecting him for more minutes than that, but by virtue of not having his superstar teammate out there, a flawed lineup that he's going to be playing in, of course, you know, there's definitely the downgrade to the projection. But would it really shock anybody if James Harden came out and racked up 11 assists when we've got him projected for nearly nine? That's not that crazy to me. So that one's a little bit more fragile, I think, just by virtue of the player, the situation, and what he typically. Can can do out there um so i don't love that one but it does math out properly um but I, i'd be more inclined to chase some of the shake ones and then some of the ones around that uh, you know the the uh, the lower end players
0: you know what's funny is actually because i know you're talking about there's been two of those situations in the last week and both of them were actually related to the 76ers the one was we we're doing a show and joel Embiid was diagnosed with the concussion the broken orbital so i was That's hurrying I was hurrying to bet Miami bats game one. And then also for, for the series, I wasn't able to get the series, but I was able to bet Miami in game one. The other one was we're doing a show the other day. We're expecting Paul Reed to start. And then Glenn rivers starts shitty uh, Deandre Jordan at center. So, so then I'm like, all right, I don't know how many minutes Deandre Jordan is going to play, but I sure as hell want to bet the Miami heat to win the first quarter of that game. And the funny thing is the way it worked out, it was almost entirely because of DeAndre Jordan that he'd end up winning that first quarter because overall, Philadelphia had a good first half. If you remember correctly, they were winning at halftime. They were up 51 to 50 at the half, but DeAndre Jordan played like eight minutes in the first half and they are outscored by some like 18 points in the, in the limited minutes he was on the floor. So that was, that was the other one where it's like, oh my, DeAndre Jordan's starting a half to um, emergency, bet the Heat to win the first quarter because he's terrible. Uh, so, yeah, that's actually, are there any DeAndre Jordan? There are no DeAndre Jordan props up on NHA, nor yeah, are there Paul Reed props, which I, I thought was kind of interesting to look at. Uh, as for other guys on on the 76ers here, we have some decently rated overs on Danny Green. But once again, I don't know this is a plunge I want to take. Danny Green, points plus rebounds plus assist at nine and a half. That's fairly low. And it is something we have projected to hit the over 80-ish percent of the time on some of these Danny Green props. I do not want to get married to Danny Green props, especially not Danny Green overs. We have so many really high probability props because how many times have we seen Danny Green capable of just disappearing in games? And it's like, oh, cool. He ran up and down the court. He played 30 minutes. He finished like six points, two rebounds and an assist. So I'm more apt to stay away from the Danny Green props. But do you feel differently?
1: I agree with you in terms of, um, you know, he's definitely a player that I don't love the idea of putting a lot of weight behind He's definitely somebody who could go pop on this one. It is in line nine and a half is right in line with what he did for the course of the regular season. He was a 9.4 average PRA, and that was in 21.8 minutes a game. We're giving him more minutes in our projections. We've got him out to 28. He's averaged 26.7 over the last handful of games in the playoffs, 26 last time out, 29 the time before the game before that. So, So it is realistic to see him play around 28 minutes. We're not extending the projection out all that much. We've got it at a 12.3 against that nine and a half line. But if we're thinking in terms of Philly's going to be trying to up the pace, take a lot of threes, you know, try and uh, try and create a lot of variance in this game because they're, they're not going to be favored here. You're talking about Danny Green, who is a three and D type guy. He's taking 8.2 threes uh, per 36 in the playoffs. So just on the idea that maybe he is going to be out there and just on volume would get there. I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite just because of who the player is to your point. Like I just don't trust Danny green that much. I'd probably rather look to the Tobias Harris rebounds one. If I was going for one of those, that one's at 79% versus the 83% are on uh, Danny green's PRA. And maybe we get that out of Tobias. We're projecting for over eight, the line six and a half over the course of the regular season. uh, He averaged, 6.8 6.8 in fewer minutes than we're giving them. So I think we're probably safer on that Tobias one, weird as that is to say, than the Danny Green one. I just don't trust Danny Green.
0: Now we're going to have some very favorable looking props on the Heat side of the game. So the Miami Heat's injury report, Kyle Lowry's out. They've been listing a bunch of guys as questionable Miami, but they're all expected to play. It's really weird. It's like their injury report officially Tyler Hero, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, PJ Tucker, and Caleb Martin are all questionable. But they've also the team has also come out and said that they're going to play. So it's like, what, what are we doing here? What's what's the purpose of all this? But Kyle Lowry is officially out. That's what's going to be most important. But with all of these players officially listed as questionable, I think it might have tripped up NHA a little bit because they have some fairly high props listed for Duncan Robinson that I think just make for slam dunks on the under. Because you look at Duncan Robinson, number one, he was a DNP in the first game of the series. The last game he played in the series against the Atlanta Hawks. He played 12 and a half minutes. His, uh, his, his box score stats, have you seen this, Terry?
1: I have not seen that, no.
0: Zeros across the board. He did absolutely nothing. Ooh. Just zeros nope. across the board in 13 minutes. So could Duncan Robinson play minutes today? Sure. If he plays, he's he going to do anything? Not enough to justify his totals. Duncan Robinson, points plus assists, 10 and a half. Points plus rebounds plus assists, 13 and a half. We have him projected for 2.72 points plus assists, 3.31 points plus rebounds plus assists get this the odds we have on the under 100%. Now I think 100% is maybe overstating it a little bit. It's not it's not something that is, you know, no doubt like if you sign up at NHA using the promo code also awesome, you get $25 for free. That's a free 25 bucks. This is close to free. I don't know if I'd say 100% chance, it's the over the under cuz you know injuries could happen and whatnot. but 99% of the chance of the time I'm pretty sure Duncan Robinson hits the under based on what we've seen from him so far. How, conf- how confident are you that we're getting unders on Duncan Robinson across the board?
1: I mean, we, it's difficult to say that anything in life is guaranteed like that. Uh, so it's maybe not 100%, but I think the .999s extend pretty far on that one uh, in the repeating. So I'm with you on that we've you know the DNP last time definitely leads to the idea that he's probably not going to see very much action and looking back over time 12 minutes 9 minutes 14 minutes seven minutes and to your point not the most productive player in the world they've got him at a 10 and a half line on the PR on the points plus assist a 13 and a half on the PRA the fifth, the PRA is close to what he did during the regular season in 26 minutes a night he was averaging a 15.1 pra so that makes sense if he was getting anywhere near what he averaged during the season but he's not in anywhere near the same galaxy of minutes so yeah firmly confident uh, on this one uh, unless something goes totally haywire and he sees extended minutes toward you know upward of 20 which would be you know five times or four times as much as we've got him projected for i think we're pretty safe on uh, on either of those
0: and there's another one that's pretty similar. Dwayne Dedman. Listen to the box line, uh, the box score line that Dwayne Dedman had in game one of the series. He played four minutes, had no stats other than five personal fouls. Pretty impressive. <laughs> in the first two, this is what he did in the first half. Cause I was, cause the, the first half still happened when Eric and I were doing our post lock show the other day. And w- once again, we'll, we'll be sticking around for 30 minutes after lock tonight in the first half, Dwayne Dedman played 30 seconds, had 3 personal fouls and didn't come back on the court. Pretty pretty wild stuff. Very Impressive lovely. to say the least because that is not easy to do. Here are the numbers that Dwayne Dedman has posted across the last 3 games. So Dwayne Dedman the final 2 games against the series against the Hawks, first game of the series against the 76ers. In total, he has 3 points, 2 rebounds and no other stats. A one one turnover, my bad, sorry Dwayne Dedman. One turnover also. No other he's accumulated nothing else. With that in mind, I think this is another guy we have to really like the unders on, especially when the over-under for rebounds at Wayne Dedman is five and a half when you consider that he's had a total of two rebounds across his last three games.
1: Seems Pretty safe. I don't know how much I can really add to the uh, to the equation there. But yeah, I mean, we're talking about a five and a half minute projection for this guy going back over the last few games, four minutes, two minutes, four minutes. I'm pretty confident that we're good here. Maybe he trips into uh, a few extra rebounds the way he was racking up fouls in that other game, but I don't really see it. I would have to think 3000 uh, in 30 seconds like that might be pushing a, uh, a playoff record. Like I know you can rack up fouls quickly in the NBA, but that is really quick, especially for doing nothing else while you're out there. So that's impressive. It's almost like the uh happy Gilmore, uh, I'm the only guy who ever took my skate off and tried to stab somebody, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those impressive things. Now, I'm telling you, though, you throw down a gauntlet like that, Jaron Jackson. If he's listening, he'll match that record. He'll come out and he'll do it. He'll do it. I'm not, not against the Warriors, probably, where he's guarding Draymond Green, but you give him some other matchup where he has to guard, you know, like when he had to guard Cat in the first round in the first round of play or something else, like Jaron Jackson Jr. could match it at some point in time. But it's Absolutely. it's a difficult one. You know who actually did it? Evan Fournier picked up three personal because I remember tweeting about it. I think Evan Fournier had a game towards the tail end of the regular season where he picked up three fouls eight seconds. Wow. Not intentionally. That would be
1: either. the most impressive thing Evan Fournier did all year.
0: Yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to, find, my, I'd have to find my tweet That's and amazing. dig it up. But yeah, he had, he had one where it was just like three plays in a row. He, he fouled like an inbound, an inbound pass, but like really quick and got taken out of the game by Tibbs. But but, so you
1: could say, I'm going to go out and try and do that and fail at doing that. That's really impressive. Like teams try and foul at the end of games and take five seconds to get it done. That's, that's crazy.
0: It's tough. Yeah. You got it. I mean, it's like playing tag. Not everybody's that, not not everybody's that adept at just being able to hit somebody right away. So (laughs) I, I think those are two really good props that look like unders for the Miami heat. The other one that stands out Victor Oladipo, because This is another guy who was really popular last late for DFS. And it was kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. I mean, maybe not entirely because I know that people saw... People, number one, like Victor Oladipo, which I get. He's a likable player. But he had a game... in The closeout game against the Hawks, he played 35... He he scored 35 fantasy points in 36 minutes, had 23 real-life points. But there was no Jimmy Butler and no Kyle Lowry in that game. So now, last game, what happened was... The team was back to almost full health. Kyle Lowry was out. And we just saw more modest numbers from Victor Oladipo, five points, five rebounds, two assists. Also, he did get a little bit of garbage time run at the end of the game. I, I just yeah, don't think forward we forward. are going to see big minutes from Victor Oladipo in more competitive games. So once again, I look at some of the props for Depot. I think it's a little bit too weighted towards what happened a couple of games ago. But I think unders for Oladipo also makes sense. Are you on board with that?
1: Yeah, I am. It makes sense. We've got him projected at 18.1 minutes. And to your point, he played the entire fourth quarter in garbage time that last that last time out. So I think that our minutes are probably around accurate and that puts him in line to go well under that. So I think it makes a ton of sense. Over the course of the regular season, his PRA was an 18.8 on the average in over 20 minutes, 21.6 minutes a game. So if we're undercutting those minutes, assuming that he comes in and, and sees, you know, kind of, a regular rotation assuming that this game is close he's probably not going to play the entire fourth quarter so i'm comfy saying that you know those minutes fall down below 20 if you look he played the back end of the first and then the start of the second quarter sat out most of the rest of the second quarter except for a quick little stint at the end and then sat for the entire beginning of the third so i think that's what his regular rotation is going to look like it's going to be end of the quarter start of the next one on both sides i don't see him crushing through that 20-minute mark, which I think he would need to do to approach this PRA. So I'm pretty comfy with that one. 95 is maybe a little bit aggressive just based on, you know, maybe some fragility of minutes, but I think we're pretty comfy in saying that he's going to go under that one.
0: All right, we'll talk about the second game on the slate, which is also the last game because there's only two. Uh, (laughs) But if you guys want to start your May off right, we have launched one of the best offers ever that we've done here. If you use the promo code LUCA, when you sign up for an Osmo Plus membership, you get seven dollar you get seven days of Osmo Plus Platinum for seven dollars. That's seventy seven percent off our weekly price, which also happens to be Luca's number. By the way, found out afterwards this is all coincidence. Joey Corman's not that clever. The numbers just happened to work <laughs> out. Seven dollars for seven days of Osmo Plus. That is 77% off. Also, Luca's jersey number. That'll get you access to pretty much all the tools we have here. Player projections, all that you need to build. MLB lineups, NBA lineups, super useful. Stop guessing. Start winning. Join Awesome Plus Today, once again, that is promo code Luca L-U-K-A, as in Luka Doncic. All right, let's hit on the second game of the slate. And there's still some value to be had, but I've really felt the best value on this slate for, for NHA purposes was coming from some of those props in the Heat and the 76ers. Once again, just some crappy players that are kind of weirdly projected for uh, bigger numbers. Now, getting into the Dallas Mavericks, they've played a very, very condensed rotation. And I understand Reggie Bullock got into foul trouble last games. So that kind of changed the, the way things looked a little bit. But if we take that out of the mix, and Reggie Bullock ended up fouling out in 33 minutes, here are his playing times in the games before then. 44 minutes, 31 minutes. That was a game he also got ejected in. But then before that, 46 minutes, 45 minutes, 45 minutes, 44 minutes. Here is the issue with guys like Reggie Bullock, Luka Doncic, and, and Dorian Finney-Smith all playing north of 40 minutes. There are not props that are all that favorable looking for these other players on the team because they don't exist. This isn't like the Heat where it's like, hey, there's some guys in the rotation that have really high props. There just isn't anything else that's all that favorable. Is there anything I'm overlooking here where you look at a Dallas Mavericks prop and you're like, oh, I really want to get behind that?
1: I would I would have to point to the Dwight Powell unders, maybe the 16 and a half PRA. We've got him projected at just around 13, 19.3 minute projection versus his 21.9 minute average for the season. Um, I think there's enough there where he could get under that one over the last three games. He's averaged uh, 15.7 minutes, 16, 11, 20. So if he's, if we're accurate on that minutes projection, that's our, that's our best bet from this, uh, this side of this game. And one of the best bets from this game, Uh, 14.8 average PRA over the course of the regular season in 21.9 minutes so that's a little bit below the line that they've got at 16 and a half and we're projecting him for fewer minutes so based on all of that that would be the the focal point for me I don't love it because those minutes are not all that different from what he did during the regular season and he was right around that level it was a little bit below in his average but if he sees 24 minutes I don't you know totally doubt that he could get to that line so I don't love that spot but that's the one to call out I think
0: yeah, and his minutes have been all over the place lately. If you look at his last four games, he's played 24 minutes, 20 minutes, 11, and 16. So it's a lot of volatility. It's hard to know. I will say that I do think that Maxi Kleber is a better uh, matchup against the Phoenix Suns just from this standpoint. Dallas is definitely has, has less talent of the two games, and I mentioned this with other teams. If you're If you're a team that's a pretty big underdog, and you're trying to figure out ways to keep up. You want to get as much three-point shooting on the court as possible to really up the variance. So for that reason, I think they ultimately are going to have to play Maxi in the series more than Dwight Powell. But there's such a sliding scale with Powell's minutes based on what we've seen recently that it's it's going to be hard to trust the minutes. So I'm inclined to stay away from that as well. But the good news is Either we still have a lot of value. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Sorry, yeah, I was just throwing in like neither one of them really saw any minutes in the fourth quarter last game. I actually hovered over Powell on Popcorn Machine because I thought maybe he fouled out because he didn't play at all on the fourth. But they just went to a Dinwiddie Bullock while he was still there, Brunson, Finney, Smith, uh, Luca, and then Josh Green came in for the very end after Bullock was out. So it's very condensed, like you said, and it's very focused on, uh, you know, the wings and the smaller guys rather than those big frontcourt
0: guys. Yeah, which, I mean, kind of has to be the case when you're trying to chuck up threes and get back into a game when you're down by a lot. But here's the good news. We do have another player or another couple of players that look like really, really good unders close to locks over on the Sun side of the game. Guys like Tory Craig, Landry Shamit, Campaign. These guys all have really inflated projections. And I think it's because of the Devin Booker injury where we just haven't seen NHL really adjust yet. And Devin Booker looked totally healthy last game. Two games ago, he looked a little bit hobbled by the hamstring still. It was not an issue last time out against Dallas. He played 38 minutes. He had 23 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. He was able to handle a 28% usage rate. As a result, all of these other wings for, for Phoenix, these other, you know, guard slash wings, campaign, Landry, Shamit, Tory Craig, none of them look good on NHA, at least when we're comparing the overs to the under. So I think that these are guys who want to slam the unders on, but which ones appeal to you the most?
1: Any one of those guys, everybody that you just named is over, and ninety percent are on is under and on multiple unders. It looks like, uh, and your point is is entirely apt. I, all these guys are well under what they need the uh, what they need in terms of minutes to reach those levels. All the lines are set against either what they've done in the the regular season or in you know d- uh, based off of a limited booker, like you were pointing out. So. Yeah, any one of them, we can start at the top with a couple hundred percenters. Again, probably not actually 100%. But Tory Craig, based on a 1.6 minute projection that we've got for him, he played three minutes that last time out. So 1.6 is fairly realistic. I'm pretty sure Torrey Craig isn't going to get a seven and a half points plus assist, let alone 12 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists. We've got him projected for 0. 0.5 points plus assists, 0.85 points plus rebounds for plus assists. That one actually might be a 100%. That's, uh, <laughs> he needs to see a lot more time than that to approach those lines uh for 20.5 minutes during the regular season his pra average was 11.8 so in his regular season average he was still below that 12 and a half um that's a smash spot landry Shamit, similar situation 11.2 minute projection averaged in 11.7 pra in 20.8 minutes per game for the season the lines 10 and a half Kind of easy uh, easy pickings there. We've got them projected for a 5.5 PRA, 99%er uh, campaign, similar situation. So it's all the exact same story. It just depends on which one you want to pick. And you can pick multiple versions of this of this exact same uh, bet, essentially, on your card. Just pick all three of those guys. Pick one each for those guys, and you're loading up your card with 99%ers that are all kind of in that range for the same reasons.
0: And Tory Craig was kind of in the rotation in game One, he played three minutes. So he was there and it was a competitive game. They just gave him a couple of defensive possessions. It was like, hey, it's the end of the half. Go defend somebody. And that was kind of how they used Torrey Craig. I assume that's what he's going to be doing in the series. It kind of makes sense from that standpoint where it's like, hey, you know, there's 15 seconds left in the second quarter. The Dallas has the ball. Just let's throw Tory Craig in. He's a good individual defender. We'll have him guard Luka Doncic. That's all well and good. But you know what Torrey Craig is not going to do in three minutes? He is not going to rack up a bunch of points, rebounds, and assists, especially when he's only in for one defensive possession. Like it's hard, it's hard for me to imagine that, hey, Torrey Craig's going to play two defensive possessions in the game and hit the over on seven and a half points plus assists. Not going to happen.
1: Not going to hit the over
0: 12 and a half on points plus rebounds plus assist either in the limited minute. So it would take an injury, foul trouble, some real fluky stuff for it to happen. We have the unders there once again, hitting 100% of the time. Same with Duncan Robinson ones. So there's a lot of stuff that looks like really safe props that we could build our NHA cards around. So guys, check that out. If you're signing up for the first time, use the promo code OSMO. Get up to a $25 on your first deposit. Other than that, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, check out Terry on Live Before Lock. Also, check out Terry's MLB article. Then check out NBA Live Before Lock tonight where I'll be on with Eric, and we'll be doing our usual nonsense and breaking down the NBA slate. Good luck. Hope to see you guys later.